And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's wild and wonderful. What's going to happen? We have no idea. So let's sit back and enjoy the ride. Can I get a Wowser Bowser Wednesday? Because God is in charge of this crazy bus called The Christian Journey. First Christian Chaos Part 5. So I have to read this intro so you can follow along because it's a long story. A tale of two cities, a tale of three kings, a tale of four Jews. That's the ticker, and here we go. Four Jewish Christians, all from the same city in Detroit, Michigan, all living in the same neighborhood, two of which were and still are best friends, all saying yes to Jesus within 30 days of each other, all on fire for Jesus Christ, and after that we were known as the Four Musketeers. Next, as God beat the Saul out of David. Now listen to what I just said. <laughs> Those people are like, what? What What'd you just say? As God beat the Saul out of David before he became king, God was beating the Ken out of me before I would reach more people in ministry. So I made a gigantic attempt to depart, but my initial efforts were thwarted. I was not as wise as Jacob when he took off from Laban, but I had earned, learned and learned manipulation titles from three masters, my grandmother, my mom, and Ken. And now it was time to put the Jewish mindset really to work. So I returned to the church after a failed escape, but unfortunately I did not operate under that same wisdom that Jacob had when he left Laban because there was a lacking, and I pulled back. But then the Lord gave me a new sense of energy. The next time I would follow Jacob to a T, using surprise was his wisdom, and he only informed those who needed to know. But he wasn't going to tell Laban. He would still, however, have to wrestle with God. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations like all day today, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oy vey, oy vey, oy vey, so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us during the show, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us at 972-445-0770. If you make that call, your world is going to be shaken. Because when you call 972-445-0770, you'll be talking to... Hello, lucky person. You got the number right because you are talking to kid a dynamite. Dynamite! 
That's right. When you end up talking to Dynamite D, it's like you're next at the amusement park ride that you've been waiting for. That's it. Time's up. Let's go. That's fun. (laughs) I'm next. Yay! Uh, Bottom line to the process is simply this. Maybe you've got a praise report. Maybe you've got a prayer request. Maybe you've got an opinion, a thought, a comment, or a question. We want you to have that opportunity to fellowship. That's our big goal is to fellowship. Now, today's show as all of our shows, just a little different than the the norm because I'm going to be sharing a little bit about my past, and I came out of a very abusive church, a Jim Jones-like church, and so you're going to hear some of that, and you're going to go, wow, but I can't sit there and go through each section with you again, so I have to kind of push through a lot of it. In the meantime, we still have the fellowship. We still have the time where we encourage one another. We still have the time where we bless one another. We still pray for one another. If you've got a prayer request, don't hesitate to reach out to us. If you've got a praise report, we'd love to hear it. If you'd love to have any of that take place, you want a little bit of fellowship, let's do it. We're for that. We also do Bible trivia. I'm going to assume you guys will get this right off the bat. How did the angel of the Lord first appear to Moses? Ta-da! All right. And for those that want that question to be harder, give me the answer in Hebrew. Okay. But inside of that, how, how did the angel of the Lord first appear to Mo? That's right. I called him Mo. Uh, if you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, David, at he must org. I do want to give somebody, everybody uh, two quickie, quickie updates. One, all our family's doing better. Judan and Jared and the kids are doing better. Josh and Ashley, they're doing better. Noel and I are doing better. Uh, probably about 95%, which is pretty close. I mean, that's getting up there, right? And then the other two, the other thing is yesterday I asked everybody to consider being a blessing to other people. You should do that. It's not, I don't I didn't write this. You should consider being a blessing to somebody somewhere at some capacity because it's a good thing to do, to be a blessing. It, it could be one second. It could be one statement. It could be one word. Just be a vehicle. Be a vessel. That's all I'm asking. Okay? All right. All right. Back to the question, and then we'll get into the teach. And I am warning you, some of this stuff is, well, you know. Uh, how did the angel of the Lord first appear to Moses? How did what did the Lord do to reveal himself to Mo? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. Text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, David, at he must org. All right, let's get into it. There's no more delaying. I've gone through this a couple of times. It's not the easiest thing for me to uh, rehash with people, uh, and a lot of this is impromptu. So I'm just telling you, it goes where it goes, and I'll just do the best I can. I'm sorry, this is not the typical expository or expository topical or topical teachings that we do. This is testimony teaching. Okay? All right. So for those that have been following the story along, at this point at the church that I was attending, I was— somewhat, let's just say, second-in-command, okay? That's a nice way uh, to say it. Second-in-command is kind of the nice—that's a nice way to say it. 
And uh, I had tried to escape and uh, even had a miraculous sign from the Lord giving me permission to escape. I went and I told the pastor, the Lord has given me permission to leave. And he stood straight without even blinking an eye, said, if you leave the church, I'm going to shut the church down, and that'll be the end of the fellowship. A little bit of manipulation on his part. I caved. That's what happened. It does happen. People do manipulate one another. I know that sounds crazy. What? Christians manipulating? Okay. (laughs) Have you read Genesis? (laughs) Right, right. Sure, I'm your other son. Sure, give me the blessing. Give me the blessing. I mean, that's been going on for a long time, so there's nothing new there. Right. So what I did was I apologized to the church. I preached my way back into favor. And then my authority at the church started to grow and started to grow and started to grow. How did I do that? And I told you this the last time we talked about it. I lied. That's what I did. It was I know. I was not so justified. I lied. I lied to get my position back, to get my status back, to get the target off my back, so to speak. And so there I am. I'm back. I'm, t- I'm teaching. But what had happened is while all this was going on, Ken's wife was counseling with me with for going through her own struggles and sharing information with me. And every time I'd counsel, I'd be thinking, ah, there's just something so far wrong about this whole thing. This is just going to be this – is, this is crazy land. We're getting in crazy land. So the last time I left, I had told the pastor I was going to leave, or I told Ken I was going to leave. I kind of reserve sometimes call him pastor, and then sometimes I take that back. But anyway, I told him I was going to leave, and he kind of manipulated me into staying. Okay? So what I decided was I was going to follow Jacob. <laughs> you think, what do you mean you're going to follow Jacob? Well, if you guys will look at the story in Genesis, what Jacob did in order to leave Laban is he didn't go to Laban and say, hey, I'm going to go. I uh, just want your blessing, da-da-da-da-da. He left. He didn't tell anybody. He took his wives. He took his property. He took his kids, and he said, bye-bye. And that's how he got away. And I was thinking, I should have done that. <laughs> that would have worked out great for me. I'd have been free from the whole thing. So in the meantime, what I was doing was coordinating my finances so that they weren't so attached to the church that if I left, I'd be absolutely nothing. So I'd siphon off a little money here or there. Remember, we were paying double tithes in an offering. So if we made $100, we gave 25 That's 25% if you didn't uh, figure that out. And so I was kind of setting some final protections uh, in, in, in place. And then the goofiest thing happened, two things. And I want to really share with you these things because they're very intimate to me. They're very important. One, I saw this movie called Night Crossings. And Night Crossings had to do with this family that was trying to escape from East uh, Germany to West Germany. And they did it in a balloon. <laughs> okay, which is it's not something I was going to do. But they did it in the middle of the night. And I thought, hmm. Huh. They escaped in the middle of the night when nobody can keep track of them. Hmm. So then I began to figure a plan to escape in the middle of the night. I literally coordinated a plan. I'm not kidding about any of this. To get an airplane, to get tickets, to get the kids on the airplane, and to escape. It was that level that had to be. The only way for me to escape was to run the other direction. 
Keep in mind, I'm fighting between I know God has given me permission, the man of God is telling me no, and I'm trying to be obedient to God, but I'm trying to survive. And under this ministry, I could not survive. For those of you that have been through abusive, extra-authoritative ministries, you know how much power they have because that authority is attached to God, and you're trying not to disappoint God. So that movie Nightcrawler, I know that sounds so dumb, right? It's, it's a, it wasn't even that good of a movie. But the idea of escaping at night became my focus. And what I determined was if I go at night, nobody can stop me because they won't be prepared for it. All right, when we come back, I'll pick it up, and then I'll tell you what the launching pad was. It's very amazing. A quick update from Al regarding him and Lori. He sent me a text. She was approved for the particular center that he had picked out as their first choice, so praise the Lord for that. And then the second thing is the answer to the trivia question, how did the angel of the Lord first appear to Moses? In a burning bush. In a burning bush. Hello. Thank you. We'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Thanks a lot for... Since the dawn of the Internet, people have been looking for a website they can be proud of without costing an arm or a leg. People want a quality website to promote their ministry, business, hobby, or passion. Introducing Cowpunch Sites. Cowpunch Sites can help you create and maintain a quality website. From design to security, Cowpunch does it all. Cowpunch is a family-owned and operated business, taking a fresh approach to business. Lots of clients at lower prices. Make mom happy. The most significant benefit of working with Cowpunch Sites is that you work with real people, not cheesy templates. No outsourcing. It's $57 a month, and there's no setup fee and no cancellation fees. When you go to cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's me. Oh, did I mention that it's $57 a month? Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull. Um, Dave, this is a nice radio station. Oops, sorry. That's Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull-oney. There, that's better. Cowpunchsites.com slash dad. What is the purpose of human creation? God was bored and wanted a tinker toy set to play with. He wanted a Petri dish to look at so he can go, <laughs> Genesis 1-1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, as opposed to the mindset that says, well, this whole thing is a divine experiment. The Lord was bored, impossible to be bored if you're not stuck by time, by the way. Oh, you you didn't think of that, right? Because he's not bound by time. The purpose of human creation ultimately is four words. Uh, Here we go. The purpose of creation for humanity, to fellowship with God. The David Spoon Experience, weekdays at 2 on 770 KAAM. What is the David Spoon Experience? 
Imagine yourself on a rocket ship racing at a thousand miles an hour into space. Once there, you can sense the power and the presence of the majestic and the divine. You forget about your troubles and your fears, and you just float in peace without a worry in the world. There are no struggles, no pain, no discomfort. It's soothing, calm, comfortable. But then the show starts and you realize that none of that stuff has anything to do with the show. What were you thinking? The David Spoon Experience, only for the brave of heart and the bored. If Jesus Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. It's K-double-A-man 770, the truth station here in Texas. Don't you love that? K-double-A-man. That's right. Here you go. This is a great trivia question. All I, can, all I can tell you is Acts chapter 12. Who thought she saw Peter's angel when the apostle arrived at Mary's house after his escape from prison? What was the girl's name who thought she saw Peter's angel? When the apostles arrived at Mary's house after his escape from prison. The answer is in Acts chapter 12. If you're trying to figure that out, if you think you know, by the way, you're welcome to call us. 972-445-0770. You can also, oh, I can tell you this one thing. She was a neighbor to Mary in Mary Tyler Moore. Ah! So you're just looking at me. D is looking at me like, huh? What is that? Never mind. <laughs> Don't tell me this is not one of the best. It is such a good hint, bro. I'm telling you, it's a great hint. Uh, 972-445-0770. You can also text 214-210-8483, or you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org.org. Uh, I have in my hand a few additional. Now, uh, you cannot believe how popular the old people uh, sayings are. You, just like, you know how you like the football ones? There's a large contingency of people that listen to our show that like the old people stuff. And uh, so I got a few more that I want to want to give you. And these are these are downright mean, funny stuff. Uh, these are all funny, 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 funny stuff. Okay? All right, here we go. Uh, this is how you know you're old. Like, this is when you know. Okay. Ready? Uh, this is like six or seven. Ready? You get into heated arguments about Social Security. <laughs> you get cable for the Discovery or the Health Channel. <laughs> That's so funny. You have a party and the neighbors don't even realize it. That's sad. Is that sad or what? Uh, this is a great one. You no longer think of speed limits as a challenge. <laughs> That's great. Uh, you quit trying to hold your stomach in no matter who walks into the room. <laughs> That's great. You sing along with the elevator music. <laughs> That's great. Remember, oh, you don't remember, Muzak. Uh, uh, so long ago. Uh, your, your ears are hairier than your head. Okay. Your investment in health insurance is finally beginning to pay off. Your joints are more accurate than the National Weather Service. And your secrets are safe with your friends because they can't remember them either. <laughs> there you go. 
Those are some good ones. Some classics right there. All right. That is just too funny. All right. The trivia. That trivia hint. Boy, that's worth a bazillion right there. Okay. What was the name of the girl who thought that she saw or yeah, thought she – I can't remember if she saw or heard. I think it would be heard. Uh, thought she saw Peter's angel when the apostle arrived at Mary's house after his escape from prison. What was her name? And then, again, you guys should know this, uh, neighbor to Mary Tyler Moore. Had her own spinoff. Didn't do that well. But uh, what are you going to do? All right. Uh, if you think you know, you can reach out to us. What's our number? I always have to look for our number. Is that bad? What is it? Nine? Yeah. 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. You can send an email, david at hemusincrease.org. So I was actually going to talk to you guys about this yesterday and didn't, and I don't know why. Uh, and I want to point this out. And this is really, you'll, you'll find this is not something I added in the book in regards to my escape. Because this story is in the book, and it's a free book. You can have it anytime you want. But uh, I didn't include this part, and I thought about this, and I thought, man, I really should have I, I should have taken some time to talk about this. Um, before the departure, so we're, I'm getting ready to do a midnight run, if you, if you, if you catch it, okay? I'm getting ready to, to leave in the middle of the night, put the family on an airplane. Nobody's going to know what's going on. We're going to do this in the dead of night, keeping everything, you know, Right, you know, as quiet as possible, literally keeping track of the funds, not letting anybody know where money's coming from. I mean, it was to that level. And you guys are thinking, well, why would it ever be to that level? Apparently, you're forgetting about the Jim Jones cult or the, the cult in Waco, and you shouldn't forget about that, okay? The idea is that once you're in a church that's authoritative to that level, it, it kind of diseases into your mind now. When you talk about somebody like David Koresh, or you talk about Jim Jones, you know you're talking to the farthest level, right? But this does not indict the church as a whole, and this is the argument that I have. And I've spent my entire 40 years since telling people that is not an excuse not to fellowship. I don't care what you say to me because the reality check is you cannot be a Christian by yourself if the command is to love God and to love your neighbor. You cannot love your neighbor if you have no neighbor to love. It doesn't work. And you have to have fellowship, and fellowship's required. We are called not to neglect the fellowship that we're supposed to have with one another. And the fellowship can be through radio. It can be through you know different formats. It doesn't have to be just at the local church. It could be different kind of meetings. There's nothing wrong with any of that. But you have to be connected. You have to be in there. And so I don't want anybody to try and use this as an excuse to say, see how bad church can be? This is a very rare situation. And even out of this rare situation, the Lord has used it to say in through me, church is fantastic. Just choose wisely. That's all. So the bottom line is I'm getting ready to go, but I'm not quite there yet. I need to be pushed a little. This is going to take a little extra time, so I'm going, to, I'm, going to, I'm going to take that time. So I'm sitting there, and it's one of my better friends. I'm not going to say his name. I'll just call him Milton because Jewish people do that. Uh, think of the toaster, I guess, for a little while. But anyway, so uh, Milton and I are talking, and all of a sudden, a Keith Green song comes on. For those of you who know who Keith Green was, he was a, a Christian musician, Christian rock and roll musician. He died in an airplane crash uh, many years ago, but he had brought several albums, very powerful, very committed Christian. It was a big part of my initial Christian walk, a big part of our being on fire. And 
why I bring that up is because listening to this Keith Green song that I hadn't heard for a while seemed to fan the flames of the earlier passions of my faith and how now in my Christian walk I was getting bogged down in the legalisms or in the functionalities or you got to do this because you're supposed to do this. And before it was all just a flow because I wanted to do it because I love the Lord and now it had become more of a structured requirement. And so I kind of lost that. I consider that a loss for you know being uh, led by the Spirit and, and being prompted by the Lord in different things and understanding the delight of the Word of God. And so hearing that Keith Green song that came out while Milton and I were together fanned the flame in my mind to say, I want what I had, and I will do anything to get back to that place to be close to the Lord, including give up ministry. As long as I can get back to that place where when I close the closet, he's there and I know he's there. When I open up the word of God, he speaks and I'm listening. I would do anything for that. And I the reason that I bring it up and, and have inserted it into this is because that listening to that song was pivotal to get me to move, like to get me to actually do the action that I'm going to share with you. And when I was driving down to the studio on Monday, I was driving down. I had already done my prayer and already done my Bible stuff. And, you know, I often listen to worship music. It's one of the things I do because uh, it's a lot better than yelling at people while you're driving. <laughs> If you listen to worship music, it makes it a little better. And uh, and for whatever reason, I was listening, and, it's, and everything was kind of like low and low energy or whatever. And so I put on some Liam Patillo. And for those of you who don't know, Liam Patillo is one of my favorite all-time artists. And after listening to the music, it just it 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 fanned the flame, so to speak. It got me going. It got me kind of like a little more pumped up. And I'm not saying that it, it, in a fleshy sense. It just it reminded me of. You know, the, the, there's there's power in the Lord, and there's faith in the Lord. He's got a lot of great songs, and you're not giving up, and and uh, uh, be blessed, and obey the Lord, and so on and so forth. And it just it moves in your system. It moves in you in such a way. And the reason I want to bring it up, okay, the reason I want to say it is because sometimes when you're in these tough places, hearing music that is honorable to God, worship music or otherwise, can really affect you in a way to draw you closer to the Lord. It is, it, you know, I'm a, I'm the preachy guy, right? I'm the teachy guy. I'm not a music guy. I did write a song, by the way, but, uh, but my brother had to sing it because I couldn't. Okay. And Billy's music is on some of the ins and outs that you hear on, 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 our, on the show. I can't do music. But I love music and great Christian music for each individual because everybody's kind of a little different what they what they gravitate to. That's a powerful tool that people should be using to strengthen their faith, especially when there's so much rubbish in the words that are coming out all over the place. So I bring that up to say that this was pivotal in what I'm going to share next. Listening to Christian music helped me move towards the Lord. And anything that helps me move towards the Lord 
I love it. You get that? I love it. All right. Uh, who thought she saw Peter's angel when the apostle arrived at Mary's house after his escape from prison? And the answer is Rhoda. Rhoda. And that's who had the sidekick show with Mary Tyler Moore. Rhoda, which that show didn't go very good, but it was a good hint nonetheless. Anyway, take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770. Truth Station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. The David Spoon Experience. Verse 39, when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught Philip away. The eunuch never saw him again, but went on his way rejoicing. Verse 40, meanwhile, Philip found himself farther north at the city of Azotus. He preached the good news there and in every city along the way until he came to Caesarea. He was in Caesarea, by the way, for 20 years, which explains why he had the daughters. But here's what I want you to catch. While he was en route... He landed in the Isotis. However he got from point A to point B is amazing. We don't even know. But what he did was he preached the gospel in every city along the way until he came to his destination. And if you cannot recognize, that is a testimony from God saying you take the gospel wherever you go until you reach your destination, which is either you being called up to the Lord personally, corporately, or however it's going to take place. Every place we go, everywhere we are, we take the gospel. That does not mean you grab a, a... you know, microphone. It does not mean you grab some kind of uh, horn, bullhorn, and scream at people with the gospel. You just make sure that you are sensitive. That's the very DNA we talk about all the time. You're sensitive to the Lord. You've taken the gospel with you wherever you go. You're recognizing that wherever you go, you might have a one-time encounter with somebody, and they might make a decision for Jesus just based on that encounter. Noel and I had that exact thing happen on our way from San Diego to Rockwell, to Fate. And we met somebody at a, from a hotel that we were at and talked to them one time and prayed with her, and she became a Christian. And we never saw her again. It's not, it's not our call. It's up to the Lord. Just be Available. You don't have to be. That's the word I'm looking for. You don't have to be Billy Graham. Like I said, Billy Graham wasn't Billy Graham. In other words, just be yourself. Be available. You never know what the Lord will do and how He'll use that. Okay. That's what's so cool about this test. Now we finished up to chapter eight. Now Acts chapter nine. We're going into. Saul, and that is some serious stuff. Here is the trivia question: What was the affliction of the woman who was touched? Uh, who touched the hem of Jesus' robe, and she had an issue with bleeding, an issue of blood, for uh, quite some time, as we know, 12 years. The issue of blood, that is what she sought the Lord for, and she touched him, and then Jesus healed her physically, socially, psychologically, and emotionally all together at one time. Isn't that cool? Jesus is cool. Welcome back 
to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Getting ready for your next trivia question. There's a lot of people that really did like that uh, that hint. Oh, wait, my page moved. I don't have my trivia question. My trivia question, my page completely moved. That's not very nice of my page. Hold on. Give me a second to see if I can find it. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. All right. That's it. There you go. All right. How did an angel appear to Joseph telling him not to divorce Mary? How? Did an angel appear to Joseph telling him not to divorce Mary? How, 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 how did that angel, uh, how did the Lord use the angel uh, on that message? Joy, Ann, and Cordelia got the pow-pow on that one. Uh, If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. That's the number to call. You can also text in what's our time? 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, David, at he must org. We're going to send you up to the website as we often do. Two things to remind you about. One, we need more ambassadors. So on the website, there's uh, how to be an ambassador stuff. And basically all that means is we send you either bumper stickers or or, or uh, brochures, whatever the case may be. We've got them all made. We might as well use them. <laughs> That's my theory in that. And then the other thing about being on the website is, and we're not, uh, we have been less shy lately, and that is money, 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 money. I don't care how much you give. If you can just be a participator, I love it. People think, well, it makes a big difference if it's a large amount. It makes a big, big difference if you support it. It just helps. That's what that's that gives me the encouragement. Like, you see what I'm saying? All right. Uh, please check out he must increase.org. Prayer request? He must increase.org. Praise report? He must increase.org. Looking to give to this ministry? He must increase.org. Confused by what's happening right now? He must increase.org. He must increase.org. <laughs> I think that's somebody getting hit in the face with a pie. No? <laughs> Probably not? No? no? Okay. That'll sound like it. <laughs> I think I want to answer that question. Okay. Trivia day. What's that? You want to answer a trivia question? Is that possible? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me a second. Let me repeat it, and then you can answer it. Okay, I'm going to give you the chance. All right, so we're going to have – so Dynamite D is going to answer the trivia question. But I still want you guys to get the chance to answer it. I love that he wants to do that. All right, here we go. So uh, the question is, how did the angel appear to Joseph telling him not to divorce Mary? That's the question. And so if you guys do, you got like 10 seconds to either text in because you're not going to be able to call him fast enough. And he's right here at the microphone. So Dynamite D going to go for his first big triv question. How did the angel uh, tell uh, Joseph? How did he tell him? Through a dream. That is correct, sir! You are right! (laughs) Through a dream. It turns out there's about three dreams that Joseph had. We talked about this not that long ago, and one of them was... You know, don't don't be afraid to don't be afraid to go forward, dude. This is all part of the plan. 
and I still contend and will contend. There's another thing that I will contend with. So here's Mary. Just follow the sequence, okay? And we'll we'll cover this because Christmas is coming up as soon. But here's Mary. Okay. Uh, Joseph, how you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, Joseph, I'm pregnant. Okay. Who's the father? God. Okay, sure. Come on. You <laughs> see what I'm saying? And that yet he goes forward, right? That guy. Give that guy a medal. Period. That would have been the bit. I mean, people must be like, God. <laughs> wow. Say, yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, come on, right? Incredible, right? That guy. What a guy. All right. Anyway, let's go back to this. I just want to point that out. All right. So uh, now I'm getting ready. Uh, oh, we got to do our history, right? Oh, I got about history. I forgot. Uh, you want to do history next? Do it in the next segment? All right. We'll move it over. All right. Hold on. Let me take my sheet of paper and move it over. You know, these are the things that you feel. We have to get these things coordinated. I missed a history. I was so mad because it's like, I spent five minutes doing it. What am I supposed to do with that five minutes? Anyway, all right. So going back to the story. So I'm getting ready to depart. I listen to that music. Very, very powerful. It's very, and, I, and I encourage you, if you're not um, familiar with a lot of Christian music, try some. And you can do, there's tons of great music. There's tons of great worship. I like the the 70s and 80s Christian rock and roll because that's kind of what I, you know, cut my teeth on. I mean, we would go to a place called Hand in Hand, and it was a, a place where new bands would would uh, audition in front of, like, a group of there's maybe like 70 or 80 of us. They never charged any money. They'd do an altar call at the end. We went there all the time. We love stuff like that because it's fun. And you get to worship, and you get to learn, you get to hear, see people operating their talents and their gifts and so on and so forth. So we're getting ready. All right. Uh, why I had to bring Milton into this story, you will understand now. So Milton and I, and I'm just using somebody else's name because I just feel it's fair. So Milton and I, we were very, 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 very good friends. And we kept saying to one another, now, if you're offended at this, I ask for your forgiveness, and you're going to be offended for about five full minutes. Okay? I'm just telling you now. And I'm not trying to offend you. In this case, I'm actually asking for your forgiveness ahead of time. But Milton and I kept jabbing each other, saying, what was it that kept us in the church? So why didn't we have the courage to leave the church? What was wrong with us? So we came up with code words to talk to each other this way. And the main code word was weenie. So uh, I would say, well, you're a weenie. And you go, you're a weenie. Okay. All right. Now, the reason I bring this up is because this is also not in the book. Just before the departure time, just so you can know, I went and bought a hot dog and a bun and a little card, a card and it wrote, you weenie, and I put it on his hood. You guys don't really know a lot about me, but you should just trust I am like that. Bad. <laughs> yeah, I am, I am bad, right? I mean, I'm just that guy. It's like, is there a guy that does that? Yes, I am that guy. So uh, here's what I did, and this will just uh, surprise some of you because you have to understand this is the, the dead of night, and this is, I'm coordinating this whole thing. I go to my next-door neighbor, right? I've always had good neighbors. I don't know what the deal is with that, but they've always been good. And uh, uh, he was super nice, a uh, couple super nice people, although they, I think they knew we were in something nutty. In fact, he was when they gave me my first uh, ornament for a Christmas tree that was a bagel inside of a crystal, like a little a plastic ball. It was one of the ornaments they gave us as a gift, so it was kind of nice. 
Anyhow, backing it up, I borrowed money from him to buy a ticket, or buy four tickets, actually, on the spot. Well, yeah, four tickets. And depart without telling anybody, coordinating anything, nobody knowing except for me and the family. I told nobody. Borrowed the money from the neighbor, and I decided, this was a pretty big decision, just to let you know. I decided I was going to go out and see my brother who had left and went to California. I was going to go out to SoCal and initially go there. From there, we're going to go to Colorado, but I want to do the story as it happened. And uh, I put my family on the plane. I've just got to be really careful how I share this. And uh, it was 11.30 at night. I think that was the time of the flight in Phoenix. So I think it was supposed to arrive at in California like at 12. California times, like an hour and a half. I can't remember if it was an hour and a half or two and a half. Now I'm, I'm a little vague on that. You have to forgive me. I can't remember the time. It was just late, late in the morning. That's what I remember. But I, it was about 11.30 when we were on the plane, uh, Arizona time. And I remember being in the seat, and this is the thing that I want you to know. I was in the seat. I'm leaving, right? I'm leaving Phoenix or Sky Harbor Airport. They didn't have uh, all four of their uh, uh, terminals at that point, just in case you're trying to figure out how long ago this is. I'm on the plane. The plane's going down the runway. And I'm, you know, the, you know how the plane goes up in the air, right? Some people really dislike that or like that. And all, all I was thinking of is this. This was either the best decision I have ever made or the worst decision I have ever made. But I have made it, and now it is before the Lord. And there's nothing else. There's nothing else I can do. There's nothing else I can say. I did. It's over. I wasn't getting on a plane coming back the other way. You know what I'm saying? Like it was. It was. It was. That was it. And in the air, I was just wondering. I hope God. I hope God will use me again. That's what I kept wondering. I know this sounds kind of bizarre, but remember, this is more of a testimony teach. So you have to just put up with us. I remember thinking, when God uses you, there's there's a sense of favor because you're in fellowship, you're in a relationship, you're in kind of a friendship or a connection with God. And I was fearful that I had just I had just short circuited that, but I had to hope that God was with me in it. I had to believe that God was with me in it. I had to trust that God was with me in it, or I thought that he would just take my life if I failed. So I threw it before the Lord. That's that's what I did when I was in there. Really? No, seriously. When we come back, I'll tell you about the landing, <laughs> which is just as... Uh, part of the whole story so anyway um great job by the way d on the trivia you're listening to the david spoon experience right here on kwam 770 the truth station here in texas short break we'll be back don't go anywhere 
This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs, where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. The David Spoon Experience. Ladies and gentlemen, let me welcome to the show, uh, very proudly and honorably, uh, Roma Downey and Mark Burnett, two people who have spearheaded uh, the miniseries, the epic miniseries, The Bible, which I think we've talked about on this show 900 times, because it is an incredible series. Uh, and I just want to say welcome to both of you. Thank you for joining us here. Thank you so much. We're now on the David Spoon Experience. Yeah, I mean, I mean that in a quarter, and you still can't uh, make a phone call. It's incredible, and it's never been done before. And you can be the first person in your neighborhood to win. What is it? It's a contest. How do I play? It's simple, and there's three ways to win. You can go to Facebook, type in David Spoon Media, and on any Facebook post, type in the word Jesus in the comment section, and it's free. You can also send an email to davidspoonmedia at gmail.com and write the word Jesus in the subject line. Or you can go to YouTube and give a comment on any video, but you have to use the word Jesus. This is your chance to win, and it's free. What do I win? You can win 100 thank yous right on air. It's incredible. It's unbelievable, but it's only for a limited time. Enter now. Here's a taste. Thank you for listening to the David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Now, you want to know what just happened? Not many people caught what just happened. But that song that played, that fill right there, you know who wrote that song? Keith Green. That's amazing. That's his Lord, oh, Lord, you're beautiful. You know I have no idea. I know. But that's why that is so amazing. It. It's like, see, I'm talking about that. We're talking about this. See, somebody is listening right now, and you're thinking, I've been hurt, and I've been burned, and the Lord is trying to tell you, listen. 
I know you've been hurt, but there's more for you. There's more to help you. There's more people that care about you. Stop hiding and come into the fellowship. Come into the light. It's amazing that we were talking about Keith Green. Now that's not proud of me. And right there is a Keith Green fill. Oh, Lord, you're beautiful. It's like, wow. That is miraculous. You just guys, that is miraculous. There's, I'm telling you, you have no idea what's coming in there, do you? Does, you, does Jennifer put those? She puts those in, or do you put them in now? You're putting them in well, now, she, right? She put that in, she but put it still in. just played out and of just nowhere. Played, and it plays out of nowhere. It's like you guys don't understand how that is like in the mouth of two or three witnesses. Let every word be established. Boom! There you go. And I want to make sure people understand something about this whole sharing, okay? This is my testimony. It's not the emotion is involved, but it's just my story. Feelings never trump truth. Do you understand that? Truth is the plumb line, period. So my story is my story, but God's truth is eternal, never changes. So I don't ever, ever want anybody to think, oh, emotional, you know, feeling, teachy feelings. I said, no, this is what happened to me. I'm just telling you. But wow, that's kind of cool. I, I'm, I'm going to just step out there and say, that uh, see for that might have been more for me than for you guys. I mean, I'm just being honest. You know, I'm just telling the truth. All right, here's your trivia question. Out of the angel stuff into this: Which New Testament deacon had four daughters who were prophetesses? That is such a long word, prophetesses. Uh, so that's the female version of prophet prophets. They were prophetesses. Which New Testament deacon had four daughters who were prophetesses, prophetesses, prophets, but the female version? Thank you very much. That's what that is. Uh, if you think you know, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at he must increase.org. We are going to do our history because we have to do history, so let's do history real fast. Let's go, let's go. Um, okie dokie. Today is Evaluate Your Life Day. I have. I'm going to still keep on living tomorrow. That's my evaluation. <laughs> uh, it's New Friends Day. That's good. I mean, I like stuff like that. Uh, this is such a weird story. I'll just tell it to you anyway. 1860 on this day, uh, Abraham Lincoln grows a beard. For future United States President Abraham Lincoln writes back to an 11-year-old girl who suggested he should grow a beard. He stated that it would be silly to start growing one, but he did it anyway. That's just like 11-year-old girl. Hey, dude, grow a beard. <laughs> it's like, wow. Uh, now, if you want to cry after I tell you this, you can. I give you permission. In 1985, on this day, the first Blockbuster video opened in Dallas, Texas. I do remember Blockbuster and Hollywood video. <laughs> I just want to say congratulations for being old enough to remember, don't, don't, don't talk to me anymore. <laughs> this is so funny. And then finally, 19, I'm just kidding. 1933, uh, German monk Michael Stiefel predicted the end of the world would take place on this day and fifth. I'm sorry, in 1533, and he was wrong. <laughs> See how you do that? And he was wrong. How do we know he's wrong? We're doing the show. Okay. All right, uh, trivia question. Which New Testament deacon had four daughters who were uh, a, uh, who had the gift of prophecy or prophetesses? Okay. 
I don't know how to say the word. Okay. Uh, just making sure everybody stays uh, connected. So Ephesians 5.21, submit to one another out of the reverence of Christ. 1 Corinthians 11.1, 1, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. 2 Corinthians 1.24, not that we domineer over your faith, but we are workers with you for your joy. Matthew 23.11, whoever is greatest should be servant uh, of the others. Here's the bottom line. A great church is one that understands that serving one another, loving one another, taking care of one another— Bearing each other's burdens, loving on each other, praying for each other, laughing together and crying together, that's what a church is. It's, it's, the idea is not to have a structural authority. In our society, there is not one person who is in charge of the church outside of Jesus Christ. Period. Okay? So I'm just making sure we get that. So let me just pick it up. I only got a couple of minutes to finish up. So uh, in this coordination on going to SoCal, Southern California, I met my brother who had become estranged from, I guess the word is estranged, when you make that distance and you don't talk to each other for a long time. That was because of the church. He was fellowship banned. And uh, so I reached out to him and he met me at the airport and he knew nothing. He had no idea, no notion as to what's going on. He knew nothing of what the Lord was doing. The Lord told him nothing, okay, which I'm appreciative. I landed at the airport uh, pretty exhausted out, and he's the first person I see, and we hug, and we, uh, we uh, you know, you know how you do brothers, you know. Hug, okay. I'm just giving you that part, and then we, as soon as we're done with that, uh, we start going to the baggage claim. And this is one of the first things that happened. I can't remember if I put this in the book or not, so I'm just telling you what happened and going from there. So we got to the baggage claim. Uh, we're staying at their place. It's the next morning, and. I'm not extremely familiar with California, but at this point, I, I am now. But then I wasn't extremely familiar with California. He takes me to the ocean, which I asked him to do, and I walk out on one of the piers. So they have multiple piers in, in, in California. Some piers are like, you know, uh, you know carnival-like, and some are just piers. I mean, there's one in San Clemente. There's one in, you know, all the different you know, groups. So uh, they're some are very famous and some are just regular. I just went to a regular pier, and I walked out onto the pier, you know, to the square part towards the end. And not that this was supernatural, so don't get weird, but the wind was blowing and blowing and blowing on my face, and the sun was just—I was just absorbing the rays, standing there. And the thing that swept over my heart and my mind was this. You are free. You are free. And the wind is blowing in my face. I can feel the sun. And you just, you know, and I'm, I'm not, I'm on the, you know, I'm literally on the end of the pier by myself. I know that sounds bizarre. And I can just tell there at that moment that God was saying, whole new plan, whole new time, whole new life coming. 
What the things I'm going to tell you that follow this are just you're just going to go that didn't happen. I mean that's the kind of stuff. It's that that it's that bizarre. But I am telling you, it was as though the universe had just sectioned everybody else out. <laughs> God was just like, uh, Dave, I'm right here. I'm your heavenly father. I got my hand on you. We got stuff to do. We got a lot of work to do. This is 40 years ago, so there's a lot of work to do. <laughs> right? And I was free. And the one thing I picked up on out of all of that stuff is if you really search for God, I mean, without the without the mashuganous stuff all around it, and without the, you know, the sideshows and this and that, whatever, if you really, really want God, he will make himself known to you. I don't care what your denominator is. I could care. That's so, so stupid. You're really searching for the creator of the universe. He's looking for you. Isn't that just like, it's like praise God, right? All right. Uh, okay. Uh, Prophetesses. I don't know. I don't know how you say that word, but that's kind of tricky. It's close. All right. Which New Testament deacon had four daughters who were had the gift of prophecy? Uh, as everybody should know, that uh, is Philip, who actually, in one of the fills, was actually a little bit earlier. It said Philip, he had four daughters da, 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 that were prophets. Uh, that was Philip. Uh, he was the one that had four daughters after he left uh, the road to Azuras. Okay? All right. There you go. Uh, that's uh, uh, Christian Cast Part uh, 5. We'll see where the rest of it leads us. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spinanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed in the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.